Zelda Gundam style? I don't understand what these kids are talking about now. <laughs> I think that's how it's said. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most delightfully cursed podcast intro I've ever been gifted. Uh, just give me a couple days. I could probably think of something worse anyway. <laughs> uh, it's Wow Cool Robot time again, once more, yeah. as you can tell by your podcast feed. Um... I'm Max, I use he, him pronouns, and with me today are... Uh, I'm Dan, I use uh, he, him, they, them pronouns. I'm Yuya, she, her, and I'm joined by my gun tank on my desk right now. Hey, Hayato's here! Little gun gun tank, tank. rumble rumble! I I also have the, I have the SD gun tank on my shelf right now too, but this Mm. one needs actual, like, detail work, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm. I'm in a drought. There, I've just totally run out of kits to get, and I could go to Target and get more. Cause like I have a whole slew of stuff I pre-ordered for G Witch. I have like five or six kits coming from that in like one oh big God. ass shipment in December. Cause like I did it through USA Gundam Store, and they you know they only ever ship complete. So like some of those kits are already out, but uh, not for another couple months. But when that happens, oh man, going back in the mines. Uh... Wish I could get some G-Witch kits, but uh, <laughs> I've seen the images of what they're filling in for the sold-out sections. Yeah. Ironically, uh, I think one of them was, like, Gun Tank kits. <laughs> you will, you, you will buy Gun Tank and you will enjoy it. I, I will and I shall. I love the part in The Witcher Mercury when Suleta enters her first duel and she pops out of the canister and she's piloting the Gun Tank. Gundam Ariel? I don't know her. Uh, but we're not talking about Jewish because that is far in the future for this 2014 TV show. We're talking about Gundam Build Fighters. Um, we're back real at wow it. Cool Robots. We, the, I am saying Wow Cool Robot about every two seconds with this show. Uh, these episodes are uh, no exception. So I say we start rocking and rolling with episode four. Gunpla Idol Kirara. As Sei and Reiji win their second round battle, some shady scientists are looking at a slideshow of the build strike to find its weaknesses. As one of them says, battles are decided long before the battlefield. Sei meets with a girl named Mihoshi in his store who seems to know a ton about Gunpla. He's just happy to be able to talk shop with someone for once, but China, who has a crush on Sei, sees this and is dejected. As Sei spends time with Mihoshi, she's able to get her hands on the build strike and secretly scratches up its joints because she is actually Sei's next opponent in disguise, the Gunpla Idol Kirara. Sei and Reiji nearly lose their battle, but Sei shows off the Build Strike's transforming backpack, destroying Kirara's Gerbera Tetra with the Build Booster and winning the match. It's it's nice. It's weird. I didn't expect there to be, like, <laughs> an, an idol showing up in, like, the fourth episode. But she's okay. Is, she's fun, I guess. Is this the the gunpla that, that's just a lady? I know there's no, a gunpla that's is just not. a lady. So you're thinking of the Nobel Gundam, which is Neo Sweden's Gundam uh, from from G Gundam. No, this is what she uses. No, not the, that one. The hmm. there, I swear, there's like some gunpla model that's just like oh. an anime girl. Oh, that's, you know what? That that's is dry. Yeah, that that's from. I think I thought that was from Divers. I know there's I, one in Try, but yeah, I, or yeah, I think they just keep doing that after Try. Right, and it's funny they've they've turned that. I feel like Bandai's figure rise line is kind of becoming that. I mean, you can buy kits of those of like the mobile dolls, I think they're called, but like now you can buy figure rise kits of like the main characters from Witch from Mercury and it put they they, they put together like a gunpla. 
but it's a person. And I think they've actually been doing that for years beforehand with Dragon Ball characters. Like, yeah. I can go out and I can buy Broly and Target if I really wanted to. <laughs> I, He's waiting for me. I think there was... I remember watching a uh, NerdCube video and Dan got... Of, I, I don't remember if it was a figure eyes, but it was definitely a semi-kit of Trunks from Bandai. It was nice. really high quality. The best mm. character in Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this in my heart. Uh, so this one starts out, uh, we see f- just, oh, oh, they made it for me. It starts out with a reference to Zeta Gundam because we see a Marasai, uh, which is what Say and Reiji are fighting. And like the pilots and builder combo look like Jared and Kakricon from Zeta, <laughs> which just warms my oh, heart because good. Jared, Jared, I'm, I have a disease and it's called Jared is my favorite Gundam character ever. And it's incurable. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that there's just a guy named Jared. Or it's spelled J E R I D. To be fair, yeah, that, this is true. I am looking him up. Jared uh, Nessa great. is the most, the most pathetic character in anime. He fails upwards. He somehow, there is no way that he can ever do wrong because every time he fucks up, like the blame is shifted to someone else. I think he's under some divine protection, except for the one time at the end of the series when he wasn't. But I still, love, still love him so much, even though he loses this gunpla match. There was a gif going around earlier. Actually, I think just a full-on video clip of mm-hmm. Camille kicking Jared off a mountain. Yes, while he was Camille. The many forget in Zeta Gundam that Camille does indeed, indeed judo throw Jared Mesa off of Mount Kilimanjaro, and that happens, and Great. he's fine. <laughs> That's uh, wonderful. But Come on, have- Camille, do better. You do better. You lived. <laughs> he lived till he didn't. Uh, but you know they win their match. Of course, they they destroy the Marasai. Um, and like it cuts to the end of kind of like this slideshow freeze frame. We see some shady looking scientists. They're talking about the beam rifle and they're talking about the shield and how the beam rifle's barrel is strengthened with metal in the inside and the uh, the, the shield has like layers of plastic on it. Um, and they're kind of like you know geeking out about how much effort he put into building the suit, but like. One of them talks about how, uh, you know, the results of the battle are determined long before you hit the battlefield. So they're clearly doing some kind of, like, evil reconnaissance for someone. Uh, and completely unrelated to that, we then get a nice idol song. I love how, like, dead serious these scientists are studying toys battling. It's great. I know! I mean, these episodes really serve to kind of add to the fiction of this gunpla world where, much like Yu-Gi-Oh!, where every single facet of life is determined by dueling and card games, every single facet of life in this show is determined by gunpla to the point where people will try and, like, pay for services and pick up women using gunpla kits, which is just so choice. (laughs) So fucking funny. Um, Yeah, Kirara sings her nice song. I don't really... My eyes just kind of glazed over at this part. I was like, okay. I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, it's early 2010s anime. <laughs> it sure, it sure is. Uh, when we get the opening, which is always slaps and I will never skip it. Uh, and we see Ricardo, who's congratulating Reiji for it in round two. But, you know, he, he says, we still have a lot to learn about Gunpla. Don't lower your guard. I This guy just hangs out. Does he not have a job to do? Is he not, like, meant to be in Italy right now? Uh, I, I guess he's just still hanging out. And, uh, he does Tokyo. nothing. All he does is do, like, underground gunpla battles and, like, tries to find love across Japan. Because he has, like, he probably has an entire compartment in his Vespa full of, like, gunpla he's built to try and give to people at restaurants. (laughs) 
imagine it's Valentine's Day and uh, your significant other gives you uh, Gunpla. Uh, mm. I think it might work. That would work I'm- for me, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining, no, what I'm imagining, you know, the stereotype of, like, rose petals leading to the bed? I like to imagine, like, disembodied gunpla pieces leading to the bed. You're trying to, like, fucking step on it. There's just, like, a gunpla graveyard on your bed. (laughs) Okay, that's just morbid, then, at that point. (laughs) Here's Um, here's part of the arm, here's part of the leg. If you want to see the rest of your gunpla kit, send 50 million pounds to this address. Yeah. You you pull the cover down. You see a fucking Foon Psyche high grade piece on your pillow. It's <laughs> the head, of course. Just the head. <laughs> Dan, uh, Foon Psyche is the horse Gundam, of course. Ah, uh, excellent. The God Gundam Father. Uh, but we we see Iori models, and we see some purple haired girls in the shop. Uh, Reiji or Say's mom can't really help her, so she asks Say, and she's like, "Oh, I want to look for a, a Cold Districts gym from 0080. And she starts geeking out about War in the Pocket, and Say Stay starts geeking out, and, like, he's finally met someone who can, like, match his enthusiasm for Gunpla, which is very yeah. nice uh, and cute. Say, say if, she, if a girl says that her favorite Gundam designs are from War in the Pocket, you gotta avoid her. That's you, just the Say, you gotta run. Uh-huh. She has baggage, Say. <laughs> now, let me tell you about the gun cannon mass production unit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell a lot about someone by what their favorite Gundam series is. Um, uh, and we see Chena, who's like really excited to go to Iori models and build her kit with Say, but unfortunately, she sees this other girl and her glasses do like the the whitewash Gendo Ikari look, and she like walks away dejected. Yeah, like I this seems like I want to not like it because typical of romance, but it's so like exaggerated over this misunderstanding i actually adore it it's no i yeah because it's like what i appreciated there's a point later on um in like the second or third episode where i think or the second episode it's like when mal comments that they look like boyfriend and girlfriend and neither of them are like oh whoa that's whoa no 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 like they just kind of brush it off which is like more of a breath of fresh air than them like you know it being that thing where they're always like everyone's suggesting it and they're just, like, awkwardly, like, having to deny things. Like, I'm glad they're kind of... Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just glad it's not, like, super, really in your face. Like, oh, the boy and the girl are gonna get together because it's an anime. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, the writers were mandated on it, but they get to have fun with it, at least, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if you have a significant effort, just build a gun kit with them. It's yeah. The way, it's the quickest way to their heart. Or to see, like, what they're like when they get frustrated because you lost the fucking... <laughs> Little red piece that goes in front of the V-fin that you couldn't find for six months. Uh-huh. I found yeah, it. Uh, yeah, Aubrey knows how I was when I was trying to build the Zaku real grade. Oh, oh, oh God, the fucking <laughs> tubes. The tubes. The tubes. Uh, but she walks off and uh, she sees Reiji, who's like, you're the one I met in that place called school, in quotes. I love that line. This fucking guy. He's... He's I mean, such hey, a little weirdo. He is an alien. <laughs> I guess they don't have school where he comes from. Mm-hmm. He he's from a fantasy world. He's from uh, Arion. In, instead of instead of school, they have horses. Uh, <laughs> instead of school, they have Fortnite. Uh, I would go to school if this Fortnite was the teacher. And and, yeah. <laughs> if this uh, was the teacher and it's the teacher's like a night. Yeah. If this was the teacher, it's Ral. If this was the like 
uh, I don't know, lunch staff or whatever. <laughs> lunch staff is Say's mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, she kind of, um, she's about to say hi, like, I'm sorry, what is this? What is this? We get to school the next day, first of all. Yeah. And Say says hi to China at first, and she's kind of like, just kind of glares at him with her gendo glasses again. Mm-hmm. And after school that day, um, she's like walking to say hi to him as they walk home. And she remembers like we just flash back to a conversation they had that day where he's like, oh, she's not my girlfriend. She's just like some customer. So she's like, yeah. oh, I don't have competition anymore. Blah. So she's about to say hi to him. And then and then this girl, Mihoshi, like pops out from behind a, a pillar and like surprises say and says hi to him again. And then she mm-hmm. like once more becomes gendo mode and, and very, very sad. If only. Yeah, come on. Come on. If only uh, the if only I could have I could know a woman who isn't my mom. <laughs> this is the anime character's dilemma for sure. <laughs> um and hey, this isn't that kind of show, so your mom's gonna be fine. This isn't like Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rinko's gonna beef it. I don't think this is that kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um But Yuki Yuki rolls up in his like fancy boy limo, um, and he asks China, he's like, hey, who's that? And, you know, she, she's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm sad about it. But but he says that he recognized her from a tournament before. So, yeah, there, there's uh. there's something there. And um, she's kind of like putting the moves on, say, a little bit, trying to f- find out what his gunpla is. She gives him uh, green tea laced with shit yourself disease. I, uh, I, you know, I, it didn't occur to me that that's where the tummy troubles came from. Yeah, she put fucking she she put fucking like laxatives or whatever the hell in in his green tea because she asked to see his build strike and he's like, oh, I have it with me because of course of course he has it with him. Why uh, wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? And he he shows off all the stuff and she asks about the backpack and he's like, oh, there's a gimmick to the backpack. Don't tell anyone. But dot dot dot. And then his butt explodes and he has to run to a to a uh, public restroom. So she's yeah. kind of like standing there holding the bill strike. First of all, knowing what she was doing here, why didn't she just pop the backpack off and fiddle around with it and see what it could do instead of just like politely filing down its limbs and leaving it at that? You know, you know, that could she could have gotten pretty far if she had realized that. Um, I know. I think Say would have noticed at that point. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but China, as, as Say's shitting is due to ass, uh, China rolls up. And she sees Mihoshi holding that gunpla, and she's asking, like, hey, what's the deal? Um, and Say comes back at this point, and Mihoshi's like, oh, I'll see you at the store later. And, like, again, this this terrible misunderstanding. China runs off, but, like, fucking Ral walks out of the same bathroom that Say was in. And I guess he was just hanging out in there, too. And he's like, ah, so this is youth. Ah, uh, so this is shitting. Uh. <laughs> Happy shitting, Sayori. Do you think they say saw Ral in there and just avoided eye contact? <laughs> yeah. I think this Ral is the thing, was right? in the next stall over. I feel like at any point Ral's not on the screen, you need to be asking yourself when's Ral gonna show up. He's like the fucking like the metabots referee who's always there, just ready to pop out when someone mentions like doing a meta battle. Like mm-hmm. he <laughs> yeah. there is always Ral. Ral is he's part of like a hive mind where there's like a raw on every block walking around because raw is always needed. I more think appropriately the referee from G Gundam. There you, exactly. I think he's a ghost. Uh, I think a lot of these characters are technically ghosts. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think kind of canon. Yeah. Which is a little uh, weird, but we, we cut to the next day, the tournament. And of course Yuki wins his match and he's like, 
He's busting moves in his Zaku. He is acrobatic as hell. He's like, they're in space. He's like flying upside down doing like Yuri on ice type shit in space. Um, mm-hmm. And as he like kind of walks off, he sees Saiyan Raging and he warns them. He's like, hey, your next opponent, they've won their first two rounds by default. So you'd be on your toes. And of course, uh, Kirara walks in singing the song. Her fans are here. Mm-hmm. She has like 10 fans, by the way. <laughs> Like, you yeah. think it's a big deal. You think she's going to have, like, a whole throng of people. No, there's, like, ten guys in shirts of her. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very subdued. But then we see, as they're all going, Kiraran! Fucking Rawl also calls her name from the crowd. Sky. This is the best character in any anime. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, lo- they, uh, so they have their gunpla battle. She's mm-hmm. got, uh, Gerbera Tetra? Yeah, this is from Operation Stardust, and it's painted, I thought it was painted like a Strike Rouge. The wiki says it's painted like the the concert version of the Zaku Warrior from Seed, which I can see either way. It's like a pink and a magenta color scheme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I I played uh, the Gundam uh, hero shooter for like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy lo- seemed pretty cool. Uh Unfortunately, I was too bad at the game to play for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, that's the, like, I, I I see so many people having fun with that game, but A, my computer can't run that, so I'd have to wait for it to drop on console next month, but B, playing a competitive online shooter with, like, a controller isn't really that easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can do Doom, you know, it's like a single-player console thing, but, like, when it when it's a whole online thing requiring mouse precision, ah, not so good at that part. Mm. Uh, everything happens so much. That's so true. Uh, I'm always saying this. Um, but they're fine. They're in a city. Uh, like they, you know, they 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 roll up. They're facing off, and like Kirara just she does the shark kick at the shield, which is really fun. Um, it kind of like does that freeze frame of just bam. And as the build strike gets knocked backwards, like the leg just poop pops off, mm-hmm. and um. The arm, or he like falls backward onto some power lines and gets caught, and the arm boop, pops off, and like he notices these scratches on the joints. Uh, and this is when he puts together that the girl Mihoshi from before is Kirara, and she's a saboteur. Yeah, she fights dirty and she fights very dishonest, very disrespectful. Uh, uh, but uh, we get this like <laughs> we get the Kirara backstory here. Which is really mm-hmm. funny because she's just like, yeah, I don't care about any of this at all. I just wanted to be an idol and my manager says I should be a gunpla type idol. So I did that and I studied on anime I didn't care about. And so she's like, she knows all of this stuff, but she just couldn't give less of a shit about it. And mm-hmm. ju- much like um, much like that one guy from uh, Gunpla Builders beginning youth is high new. Um, Kirara's Gerber Tetra was built by those two shady scientists from before. Like, they're not part of some evil organization. They're just her stands. Great. Great. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, they're the same scientists. They just built the Gerber Tetra and they, like, taught her what all the weaknesses in the build strike were based on their their reconnaissance. Incredible. She's just just upset that Zamwat 3 did not get it. Continued and Tomino went on to Gundam instead. I know, yeah. She's she's more of a Zabungle fan. She gave them gift subs. Uh <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, she literally like gave him like like signed photos with, with them and Kirara, I think, as like a reward, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Um but she's just like she's just like firing on the shield until it just busts. 
uh, and Say ha- is filled with like divine rage at this point because he's just so calm. He's like, Rage, you use the 12th weapon slot. Because he's just like, the idea of being beat by someone who A, didn't build her own gunpla, and B, like, doesn't care about gunpla, he's just like, kill. <laughs> so the backpack breaks off and flies into the sky and like transforms to the build booster, which is like, you see it in a ton of gunpla kits. It's just like, it's like a jet that slots into the backpack of a Gundam so it can like fly on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. Seed loves doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he fires and he destroys the Gerber Tetra. And like, yeah, the, you know, he wins the battle. Kirara is really sad. And he kind of like sadly picks up the build strike. Um, but now he's sad that like, you know, he, all the geeking out about Gunpla was like all fake. And he's like, I never liked you at all. Like, I just wanted just someone to share my special interest with. That's all. Uh, and like we see Kirara like sobbing and Reiji's like, yeah, fat chance for that. I don't think she's, uh, going to come back because the scientists are off mm-hmm. saying like, Hey, we can, we can try next time. And she's like, but a year is too far away. Her career is destroyed. She's going to have to find some new gimmick and enter some other anime where they obsess about some other thing. She's going to become a full metal alchemist type idol, uh-huh. whatever that entails. Uh, I think it involves cosplay. It involves uh-huh. dark magics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You could get like a seven person idol group and they're each named after one of the sins. I mean, probably, yeah. And you get an eighth member named Father. Uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite idol, Father. Seven anime girls and one uh, very concerned dad. And and Rambaral. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Mr. Rao. Uh, He's father. Um, but yeah, he. Speaking of Rao, he gives his wisdom about how a warrior grows by facing hardship and overcoming it. Uh, and Sheena like works up the courage to ask uh, ask Say if she can build a kit with him, and he's like, "Yeah, of course." So that's really nice. And um, we get the credits, but there's like a little creepy post credit scene. Yeah. Of um. We see Yuki, and he congratulates Sei and Reiji. And he re- runs into this guy in the hallway named Alan. Uh, and Alan says, the Meijin has fallen ill. And now you have to name leave the name Yuki behind. And he calls him Tatsuya. Yeah. I mean, Tatsuya is his first name. People usually just call him his uh, last name, Yuki. Right, but, right. But yeah, he, I mean, he has to leave that name behind. And something weird's going to happen to Yuki. Uh, not in this episode, though, because that's how it ends. Pretty good, mm-hmm. though. I mean, Kirara's... Again, I like how the formula is very much like Monster of the Week until they fight Yuki again, or they fight like a different rival. Mm-hmm. It, it feels very G-Gundam to me in that way. Yeah, I'm... I'm wondering where where the show's gonna go from here, because like Episode 7 is supposed to be like the end of the uh, regionals. Are they gonna like travel the world or something? I, I can only imagine the world turn's gonna be much like longer in in-depths. Because, like, you can't draw out a fight in Gundam like you can with other animes, especially with the whole thing about this being, like, the gunplug get damaged as they fight. Right. Because, like, if you, like, I, they might do it. I'm sure this and, like, the three future build seasons, like, I'm sure that there will be parts of the show where, like, it is just one entire episode is just a fight. But I'm wondering how well that could be paced. Because right. so much of what I look about this show is that it's basically like a slice of life almost. Mm-hmm. It's uh, much lower stakes. Yeah. Uh, 
but the but the lower stakes as we learn is what makes people love it so much yeah mm-hmm. Uh, and that leads us pretty much into the next episode. Uh, episode yeah. five. The Strongest Builder. Strongest Builder. All right. So we start with the cult, the shortest cult opening of a kid hitchhiking. And he pulls out a kit because he, apparently he's talking about paying off with the kits. But then after the intro, we get a cut to uh, Mr. Roll showcasing the high-grade gulf, which ironically, would be put in a revive line three years after this episode aired. Uh, so he goes into detail about how people don't necessarily always just battle with their gunpla. A lot of them like to build them just for the sake of building them, recreating scenes from the anime, or just, you know, just showing off their artistic capabilities in general. He then brings up to say that there is a expert builder coming for him. And then we cut to uh, Say and Reggie talking uh, says repairing the damage done from the last fight and Reggie is just pretty much hyped up to face Yuki once more because he's still sour about that loss and then he takes off to find Ricardo who is flirting with Gumpla gifts once again drags him away to do some more backstreet Gumpla fights uh, Chino takes Say to her dad's place for Sherbert and they find the kid that from the cold opening, trying to pay for his food with another kit. So they find out that this kid is named Mao. He is the expert builder that has actually trying to find Iori's model and in turn, Sei. So they go back to the shop. They showcase Sei's building. Mao says, oh, these are all good, but they're all just by the book and say rightfully points out well these are just the store models they're supposed to be like that so they bring out their custom bottles so say brings out the build strike and Mao brings out the Gundam X Mao and they are so enamored by the other's build that they have an imaginary battle in space which eventually Mr. Rawl barges in to tell them hey this kind of fight should not sing imaginations, it should be on the actual stage. So Mao takes off, saying that yeah, you'll, the two of them will duel soon enough. And it's a pretty positive ending until we hear Yuki has withdrawn from the tournament. Dun dun dun. And then there's like three minutes of advertisements for the kids that were shown off in this. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, what... My, my, my biggest impression from this show is that you, you okay so you know how so many the, that like age-old localizing trick of if a character's from like kansai or any like region of japan outside of tokyo they kind of like localize them with a southern accent mm-hmm. um they did that with mal but in like they basically just like gave him a straw hat to show that he's from kansai yeah <laughs> yeah i this kid Girl. rules He's also got the cat face going on. Extreme. D- yeah, face. they should. They should have. They should have called him Meow. Ah. Uh, mm. But he rules. I love him so much. I. He's in the opening, so I can tell he's decently important. And also because he's like one of the only other characters who has an actual custom gunpla and not just like a gunpla with a different colorway. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, he's like hitchhiking to Tokyo, and I love that. First, not only is he like paying. This guy with, like, a high-grade Kshatriya, which, first of all, depending on where you're getting it from, that's, like, a pretty... That's a decent price, but not, like... 
not paying with the box. Like he pulls the box out and he's like, until we get to Tokyo. And he just builds that entire Kshatriya like on the way inside this guy's bumpy ass truck. He's got a, he's probably got a Swiss army knife with God hand trimmers and a sanding kit. He probably has like a gyro stabilized cutting mat. If he's doing this in like a moving vehicle, cutting those funnels out is no, no easy task. Like on a flat, immovable table i cannot imagine doing that inside a truck um but we cut from that to uh say geeking out of over rawl's new high-grade goof because his goof used in like the first or second episode was best mecha collection which is just you know it was old and busted basically mm-hmm. and you know this is the new high grade like you said mentioned here a couple years before the refive would have happened but um he does say this is no best mecha collection boy no best mecha collection which yeah, I we're I really love Raw so much. He's the character ever. Yeah, it's shameless fan service, and we love it. We love it because it's Rambo Raw. He's the best character in Gundam. Uh, Ragey, of course, wants the duel, but Raw's like, no, I just built it to faithfully replicate the anime. It's like war and weathered, and like looks like it would have if it were in real life. And he kind of exposits about how there's a lot of ways to enjoy gunpla that aren't just battling them. Like some people build them, some people will make dioramas of moments in the show, and like the one they show is the um the God, oh, the God. Gundam holding the shining Gundam. Yeah, yeah, mm. that looked really weird in that Bill Fighters like style. But I, really I yeah, I know. It. I'm I'm so. I part of me loves seeing like old kits drawn in the new style, but then like I'm like, where's like the hand drawn film grain to it? Like, you know, it's all yeah. computer drawn now. So it's just it's so clean and like they do a pretty good job translating most everything, but like yeah, sometimes you'll see something something like that, and I'm just like, What? Huh? Why does it look like that? Um also Mr. Rolp brings up that uh or no, Say brings up like he was appreciating the sanding and weathering done to give the Gofits you know, weathered look, and mm-hmm. I've I've been building a master grade uh, ground GM. Nice. And, oh boy, the process for trying to weather it was really intimidating. Ugh. Yeah, because like you can't just splash a bunch of Tamiya on it since it's gonna like crack every piece of that plastic. There's like an art huh. to it. Yeah, and you can't just like sand it down because otherwise it's just gonna look extremely scratched. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I see people who like weather their kits, and I'm just like. God strongest soldiers. I could not do that. I will top coat, and that's about the the limit of any like after effect I can do after like panel lining and decaling it. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's, it's fine. Gun plus freedom. Yep. Um, and just, and raw. Hmm? I was just gonna say, uh, just more power to these people that go the extra mile because oh, exactly. that is a lot of skill to take. Oh yeah. Uh, so raw mentions. Uh, he's heard of a rumor of this amazing builder from Kansai who's about Say's age, and the builder's looking for him. So Say goes to look it up, and I think he like Google's like Kansai Gunpla Boy, something like that. Um, yeah, and there's also like these are actual photos of people's kits that they're right. Up. Yeah, I wonder oh, if I that was notice. like a contest they held or something. That because that would make so much sense for it to be like, hey, send us your kits and you'll be featured in like a cameo in an episode of Build Fighters. Because like you can't oh, just like was... use Google put photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really neat touch. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But he, he can't find anything about this kid. And this is when Reiji comes in asking when he's going to fix the bill strike. Because it's still kind of busted from uh, the Kirara match. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to add some firepower for it. Like, I want to give it more stuff so we, when we fight with Yuki. Because we know he's tuning up his Zaku as well. And, like, I'm kind of scared. And and Reiji, he's just kind of blowing him off. He's like, no, nah, we're going to win no matter what. And, you know, trying to reassure Sei, who's, like, very afraid that Tatsuyuki's going to just, like, 
bust his shit up real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to. He gets the idea that like he wants to look at other gunpla to see what he can change, like what's missing from the build strike that he can add. Um, and then we get the best scene in the anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, this is like when they uh, they hang on. Yeah, so uh, they run into uh, Tatsuya Yuki. Or not Tatsuya Yuki. Sorry, I'm misreading my notes. Uh, no, wait, yes. Okay, this is when Fellini, as a romantic gesture <laughs> to a woman, uh, presents her with her very own gunpla, uh, a victory Gundam, finely crafted, and... Uh, uh, she says, oh, this gunflow is so nice, I couldn't possibly take it. Uh, and Fellini's just, no, no, you can take it. And then uh, then Reiji shows up and says, I'll take it. And yeah. completely ruins the mood. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, it's, it's fucking, it's outstanding. She is so, like, honored and blushing about this. Like, to being given this finally, this finally beautiful victory Gundam. And... When, when Reiji, like, gets him to admit, he's like, I, I I spent three days building that to rope in girls. And the woman, like, looks at him all irritated. And then, like, after they're done arguing, he's like, wait, senorita? Where's the senorita? Oh, Dio mio! God, <laughs> oh, so good. I will never get tired of anime characters who talk like comedy Italians. And it's, it, is, it is truly a blessing that I get to podcast about both this and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, which also has a funny anime Italian in it, who just says Dio Mio and, and Gorgonzola cheese and pizza mozzarella. It's mm-hmm. truly tremendous stuff. Uh, um, uh, fun I, fact, apparently the Victory Gundam came out that month of the episode. Oh, hey, buy, buy really kid. Is. It will help you find love. <laughs> yeah, Victory Gundam, known for its love. Yeah. Uh, so we we cut from that. We see the Straw Hat Boy. Uh, he's looking for Iori, and um, at the same time, Say and Chin are walking to school, and she's kind of been working on more of a gunpla, but she's like, "Oh, I'm only half done. I'm not as good as building it. You are." Uh, and like, Say's clearly very distracted about their upcoming match. So Sheena's like, "Hey, you know, as thanks, how about I take you to my dad's cafe? You can get some sherbet." Um, so they head there, and they see this little straw hat kid trying to pay for his meal with an extreme Gundam, which is from, like, Gundam EX Versus. Uh, extreme Gundam is really weird looking, because its head is way too big for its body. It makes it look like a core Gundam, almost. And it has mm-hmm. just, like, a gigantic V-fin. Apparently it was designed by Okawara, but, like, it, I'm not really... I'm not into it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a video game exclusive right yeah and like i have the latest Mo- mobile suit gundam ex versus maxi boost on which is a pretty lengthy title um and like all the, the like the extreme gundam and all of those like other versions of it are like bosses in like the end of arcade mode everything else is really cool in that game i just don't really get it like i love big rosters and games and that i think they have like 180 mobile suits in that game Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those like we need to design like an exclusive suit for the video game to get people to play it, like they did with um, what is it like Gundam ba- Battle Assault, like the PS2 or the PS1 like 2D fighter where they added like they made the Psycho Gundam Mark III out of nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the uh, Blue Destiny Gundam for the uh, Saturn games. Right. Honestly, though, Blue Destiny's kind of popped off since then, though. Because yeah. didn't were the were the writers introduced in Blue Destiny? Or was that a different uh, story? Like Pale not. Rider, White Rider, etc. Hmm. I don't remember. 
I I really need to play the Siren games. I played the uh that one Dreamcast like sort of spinoff one, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Even like it's it's a first person tank controls, but that's the kind of like thing I did, yeah so. right. That would make sense though, honestly. Um, huh. I can't find out, but still, Pale Rider, Blue Destiny, all those. It's from Missing Link, uh, which I think is the um. Oh, that's PS3. Never mind. Pale Rider is oh. really recent. Anyway, all I'm saying is that they should let FromSoft make another Gundam game like they did with Unicorn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would like that, please. Elden Gundam, if you will. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So this boy wants to go to like Iori Models, and he's like, like after dealing with this whole financial issue, getting resolved, they're like walking, and he finds out he's he's just met Sayori. He's like so his lifelong you. rival. Uh, and then he does like a little introduction splash card where he uh, introduces himself as Mao Yasaka, uh, the winner of the Japanese fifth block, at, who aspires to be the best gunpla builder in the world. Uh, they're very confused. And so he explains himself again and it plays the yeah. same splash card again, but like sped up <laughs> yeah. slightly. Yeah. Okay, I'll make this quick and he just does it 5% faster. Mm-hmm. It it rules. Bow is so funny. He's a funny boy. Uh, and like, yeah, this is when he's like, "Are you? Oh, you, you and your girlfriend?" And then just kind of like brush it off, and like they kind of they like. I love the shot of them trying to like power walk away from him. <laughs> Be like, "All right, did, I've had enough of this guy." <laughs> but he goes, he goes to um, he, he heads back with them to Eway Models, and then we cut from there to Reiji and Ricardo fighting. Reiji's using that victory Gundam from before, and Ricardo's yeah. in the wing Fenice. And again, we barely see this thing in action, but I noticed it has, like, a beam rapier. Kind of like the Gion's weapon. Um, oh. Like, you see the way it, like, holds it, like, in its right hand as it kind of, like, charges down that, like, desert cliffside. Oh, yeah. Um, I, every time I see this thing, I love it. It's such a cool color scheme. I love when it's, like, primary green instead of blue. Just like how the Shenlong, or more like the Ultron, are like my favorite wingsuits. This is we just like a green thing, but uh, you know, so so Reiji's training with Ricardo, and um, we go to Iori models, and Mao's looking at all Say's gunpla, and he he kind of like thinks to um, he, he thinks on his master's words, and and we kind of like flashback to he was at the gunpla Shingyo school, like a straight up martial arts dojo. <laughs> but for gunpla, I guess, mm-hmm. which is it is delightful. Again, I love how everything in this show revolves around plastic robots <laughs> com- taken completely straight faced. Yeah, uh, his master tells him about the one man he ever feared, Takeshi Iori, uh, and how he has a son named Sei, uh, and he should uh, go see that boy and uh, learn how big the world is, so he can become the new master, so he can like graduate or whatever he yeah. tells this 10 year old boy to go to japan i know and he does it he does so and like he 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 doesn't really seem interested he likes he's like oh i'm you know kind of regret coming here this isn't what i was looking for and he talks about how all of say's models they're built really well but they're built very basic it's just like what you see on the box so he talks about how you know there's no um imagination in your kits so, you know, Mao kind of eggs say on, so he has to pull out the build strike. And, like, they go upstairs into the house, and they have fucking leather hip holsters for their Gundams. And, like, it's a fucking showdown at high noon 
when the water drips out of the sink faucet and hits the bowl, they 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 draw and they like both slam their Gundam on the ground to show it off. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> they have a gunpla battle in the realms of their imagination. In, the, in their mind palaces, yeah. We see the Gundam X Mao, which is mostly a Gundam Gundam X, pretty much. Like, it's not that different from it, all things considered. Um, It has more blue, and it has, like, a lot more kind of, like, glowy bits for the satellite cannon to power up. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's... it's, it's it's just a custom Gundam X, pretty much. Um, yeah. I don't remember if the Gundam... Does the Gundam X's, like, fins fold back? I don't think they did. Because this, this X only has two that kind of, like, pop out and, and fling open for the satellite cannon. But it's, it's a nice kind of, like, modernized take on it, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, they have this absolutely hysterical battle in their mind palaces where, like... <laughs> They're piloting the Gundam, so so since uh, the build strike is based on the strike Gundam, um, Say is in Kira Yamato's piloting outfit. Yeah, and, and Mao is using like Garrett Rand's clothing. It's so funny. It's so cute. I love all these little touches. Such yeah. amazing! I like I like. Yeah, yeah. I like and, and like <laughs> and uh, Rinko is like, why aren't they moving? And China's like, their imaginations are making them move, and like. They're just, like, closing their eyes, imagining the exact same thing to the point that they can, like, enter each other's mind palaces. It's the most absurd stuff. I love it. It it's, is. It cracks me up. It's wild. I love it. Um, I guess the biggest difference with the X is that, like, it's a Plavsky particle cannon. So, like, and, and he says everyone at the Shinkyo school can do it. Like, all of the blue um, transparent bits on it are, like, I guess Plavsky emitters. And he does a satellite cannon and he fires it and, like... Say gets blasted by it. And then this is the most like fucking playing on the playground saying, Oh, I have a shield that can that can deflect any attack, so you can't hurt me. Say is like, I would have gotten hit by that, but when we do gunplay battles, I don't pilot it. Ragey does. And then we see like Ragey in the cockpit, like who dodged the attack and flies in for the kill. Mm-hmm. It, God, it's so fucking funny. Uh and this is when Rao, like, his big ass hand like chops through the dream. He's like, Stop! Put the match on hold. The battle is too good to let it go on in your imagination. You need to finish this on the world stage. Great stuff. Great stuff, Ral. Thank you so much. How did you get in here, Ral? He, like, like I'm, I'm saying, there's a Ral in every street. There's always Ral is everywhere. We are all Ral. It's uh, it's an Agent Smith thing. It's an exact. It's an Agent Smith thing. <laughs> uh, so of course, you know, Mal's really the, excited to fight Reggie in the future. Have yeah. the hots for. Say's mom. Uh huh. Absolutely. And you know what? A lot of the Crunchyroll comments do too. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. Like I swear to God, I was watching the fourth episode this morning, and the top comment is like s- someone saying, "Oh, um, you know what? I've been thinking this after three episodes. Say's mom is hot." It's like, yeah, you and like the rest of the world agree. It took you three episodes to realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I was there day one. <laughs> uh. So Mal leaves. Um, he's excited to fight Reiji and say in the future. He's like, oh, you know, if, if you pilot that good inside your mind palace, I can only imagine what this guy's like. Uh, and then, like, Mal leaves and say knows he's going to be even more amazing builders. And he works on, like, a new rifle for the build strike after this, which I thought it looked like a like a exacto knife, like with the blade, like, kind of sheathed inside it. I had no idea what this gun was or what it's based on. Um because it looks nothing like the um, <clears throat> the satellite cannon, but it's a cool 
new laser, and it looks like it could be something from Seed with the way it fires, like, a red and black beam. Um, but it, it blasts it, and uh, we, like, see them use that in the final, or in their match, their, I guess their third round match, where they defeat a Zaku-colored GPO2 uh, with it, and just, like, completely obliterate this poor thing. And the the final the final little bit is um <clears throat> is is the final quarterfinal match. We see Sasaki, who's supposed to be fighting Yuki, but it is announced that Yuki declined to show up and is withdrawn. So Saki's like, oh thank God, I would have lost against him. And Reiji's like really really mad that Yuki's a no show. And like we see him at the um the gunpla factory standing in front of like a gigantic tube of Plavsky particles. Yuki, yeah, and creepy. Where's he getting those? What's going on? It's like that Metroid Prime boss fight against the Parasite Queen. She's going to come out of that big old tube. Gotta watch out, Yuki. <laughs> yeah, a giant actual Gundam's going to come out of that tube. Damn, that would be a really cool plot point. The Gundam statue becomes canon. Mm-hmm. Tra- and sentient. <laughs> Optimus Prime is a Transformer. Watch out. Uh, and that that's our, that's our that's episode five. Yeah. So next up. Episode six. A reason to battle. Uh, Say and Reiji are devastated to learn that Yuya has withdrawn from, from the tournament and left school under mysterious circumstances. In his fury, Reiji rationalizes it as an act of cowardice. In the semi-final match against Suzaki, Reiji take, takes out his self-righteous anger against Suzaki to the point of heavily damaging Bill's strike. Mr. Rawl explains that someone who has no reason to fight cannot win. Meanwhile, Yuya tests out his gunpla on an arena in a mysterious uh, high-tech facility. Alan tells him that he is going to proudly inherit an unknown title. Uh, Yuya mostly cares about the gunpla, though. uh, China comes by Iori models to use the shop's compressor, and Sei explains to her how Reiji's goal this whole time was to fight Yuki. Reiji runs into Mr. Rawl, where he masks his anger by pointing out how trivial gunpla battles are. Mr. Rao tells him that being able to have robot battles without the looming threat of war actually gives the Gunpla battlers more drive because they are driven out of passion instead of desperation. He then introduces Reiji to a certain friend of him. Reiji runs back to Iori models and begs Sei to let him use Build Strike. As it turns out, he's gotten an opportunity to battle Yuya for real. Sei agrees, and he, Reiji, and Yuya take part in an all-out Gunpla battle. It kicks ass. Mr. Rao is here. Polini and Alan are here. In the end, Yuya manages to win again, but Sei have renewed their resolve to take part in the tournament. Build Strike will need time to repair, but Sei has built a new gunpla in the meantime. Build Gundam Mark II. Based on a Gundam that was used by the Earth Federation to hunt down Xeon Remnant, Sei and Reiji begin the regional final for the tournament, and the episode ends in the post credit scene. A mysterious white woman says that the white gunpla is going to win. <laughs> Dan, my notes also call her a mysterious white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, she's all in white. She's fucking Vice Schnee from Ruby. It's called character design. Um, so this one starts out like very quickly after the last one when uh, the news of Yuki quitting is going around. So Say runs the student student council room. Uh, it's just Gonda there. And Gonda's mm-hmm. saying like he's withdrawn from school. He he's taken an indefinite leave and it's it's like a whole mess. Like he 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 goes and talks to Reiji next and 
Rage is kind of like really pissed at Yuki being like a coward and quitting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're just too scared to fight our really kick-ass gunpla. He's like, that's it's fine. We're just one step closer. We're in the tournament. And he's clearly like covering it up. He's clearly like really mad and beat up about all this. Yeah. Uh, Cowardly. Uh, we see where Yuya is right now. He's on this. He's sending out his gunpla, uh, Zaku Amazing, on a gunpla range. It's like yeah. it's like a firing range with like little cardboard cutouts of I think the mass production builds. It, it's like um, oh uh, actually that skipped ahead a little bit because we do oh. see we do get, we do get a fight before this. Oh okay um, right it, sorry it, I got my scenes mixed up I, yeah. I guess it's um I mean both both are really great scenes but this scene uh it, it's the semifinals match against Sasaki and Sasaki has one of the most delightful kits I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gyan The Gyan Gyan. This thing is so funny. What if it had two shields? That's two literally shields. all it is. It's I. First of all, the color scheme is really nice too. It's like gold with like this like really dark maroon chest and uh, skirt, and it keeps like the same kind of Gyan style shield. But like again, it just fire. Or, or the shield colors are different. I think. Oh my god, wait, wait, you know what it is? It's the the colors of the Gion shield and body are flipped backwards. Oh, that's fun. I didn't notice that until now. Hold on. That's so funny. Yeah, no, it, it's like almost exactly the gold and red of the shield become like the gold and maroon of the body. And like the, the purple and gray are like the purple and gray shield. That's so funny. But anyway, this thing fucks and Sasaki should have won. Yeah, he's got two shields. You can't lose. You that's can't, double that, that's, the protection. That's two times defense. You just he just doesn't take damage. That was uh, like the double shield thing. I thought when I played World of Warcraft, that was a very common thing. Like, yeah. my paladin's two wield shields. You can do that. Uh, default two lets you do that as well, and that's always a really fun strategy. Just mm-hmm. go full bonk mode. <laughs> uh, Reiji does end up winning, but even though like. And and he like he fights like an absolute sicko because he gets messed up pretty bad from the first shield volley, and he runs into the beam saber like screaming how Sasaki is no match for someone like him, just cuts him in half. Um, but the build strike got really badly damaged in that battle, and Reiji kind of apologizes because he he underestimated an opponent, and it is very clear that unlike Troy Bolton, his head is not in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just kind of like wanders off, and even Rawl thinks that they're not going to be able to win the next round if they're if they're like the way they are now with Reiji just like being so mad and aimless about everything. He has to, he has to get over Yuki. Someone who has no reason to battle cannot win. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and this is when we get that, that kind of like training range scene. Um, and specifically the, the arena that the Zaku amazing is training in is a replica of Jabaro from Gundam. It's like that, that cool kind of like underground city. That oh, is that's... also, there's also in the Amazon rainforest. Great. Is normal. They nuked it. It's fine. It's gone now. Um, but he he's doing so good. We see Alan, who's like that blonde guy who told him that he has to be like the mage in his fallen ill. Uh, and he's like, you're the best successor. You'll be named six. You'll be named successor to the third generation. He's t- they're t- speaking in very, very vague terms. But clearly uh, this is something put on by like PPSE works, which I think is the people like PP being Plavsky particle. So I guess this is like the kind of group behind everything, like behind the gunpla and whatnot. I guess yeah, it's very high tech. 
Yeah, and, and, and Alan even mentions that, like, Yuki got such good scores, and he didn't even use a PPSC work suit. He just used his own Zaku Amazing. Uh, he just he doesn't need he doesn't need that fancy PPSC shit. He has a lot of guns, a lot of missiles. Um, let's see. I think this is when we see. Oh yeah, we see. Say he's building more parts for the build strike, and he's wondering. You know, he's wondering why Yuki chickened out even after he told the boys that they need to perfect their Gundam for their next fight because he wasn't like avoiding them or anything. And uh, this is when China shows up and. Rinka was very cute about this. It's very much like, ooh, my boy has a girl over. So she's just, like, hovering around them the entire time. Yeah. She's very encouraging of her son. Yeah, uh, she's a good mom. We love Rinko. Chena's uh, um, Ch- airbrushing her kit. I don't know. I know that she gets a bear guy. I don't think this is a bear guy she was bear, air, bear, bear brushing. God. Yeah. yeah. It, was like, it looks like a Zaku, I think. I think it was just a Zaku, because I noticed the Zaku foot, and that's like a very, very recognizable foot. I just and noticed, the like, the shoulder pad. Yeah, the, the spiky shoulder, and then, like, the one, like, just, like, 90-degree oh, shield. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's the hallmark of the Zaku. Yeah, uh, and but you know what? She, yeah. Like, first, if your first kid is a Zaku, that's, like, entirely understandable. That was my first kit I fully built, so. That was, I, I think that was my first UC kit. Um... Because the very first model I ever built was an Ava unit. Yeah. Um, and then I built like two or three um, build fighter suits. I actually built the, um, or no, you know what it was? It was the um, red frame from this show that we're going to see in a little bit. And the blue frame um, second R, I think. And then I got a Zaku and that was my first like UC high grade. I still have it. It's, uh, I keep them around so I can see how much farther I've come. Like my... You know, poor, poorly snipped out, lack of stickers suits against like the shit that I top coated and and decals and everything. That yeah. plus freedom. Yeah, I kind of do the same. Where I see, oh, how did I miss all these nubs? I yeah, right. It's it's always I'm like, oh my god, I didn't have god hands back then. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, she, so Chena she works at Airbrush real good because she's part of the art club too. I think she mentions, and um. Reiji is like wandering through a mall and he sees a gunpla battle on the screen and he's just like not interested anymore. This is when one of the hundreds of raw units across the city pops out of a cafe uh, asking Reiji if he wants to fight. And he's like, he talks about how he just doesn't get gunpla. Um, and Rawl says one of the most incredible lines I've ever heard. I quote, unlike mobile suit Gundam, we're not in a state of war, so we don't need to put our lives on the line. Really funny stuff, man. I, oh. We can, in fact, enjoy Wild Cool Robot. Yeah, war, war is bad, and we can leave it at that. Because he just talks about how the reason people love Gunplus so much is because they can just have fun with it, and they don't need to put their life on the line. Like, it can just be a hobby, and it has no stakes, and that's why people just, you know, have yeah. so much fun with it. It's it's a light, breezy, no-stakes uh, robot uh, hobby. Yeah, and he's like, it's, it's fine to give up, but it's just a hobby. But regardless, you know, people put their all into it. Like that guy. And we see, like, Yuki walking in from the side of the screen. <laughs> He's in cahoots with Agent Rawl, I think. Agent, Agent Rawl is a puppet of PPSE. That's why there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Reiji starts running. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he He's, like, he, he runs all the way to, like, uh, Iori... Uh, Iori Gunpla or, or Iori Works. I forgot what it's called. 
uh, and uh, just begs say to let him use uh, build uh, use build strike, and he's like, "I'm gonna be real with you. This could I could damage it. I could just decimate it, but that doesn't matter right now." Uh, he, he, like I, he walks in, hey, say I'm gonna fuck your gunpla up so bad, dude, but I need it for now. I'm willing to make this sacrifice. Of you having to repair it. Yeah, yeah. What was, like, the Lord of Farquaad line? Like, you're, you're you all will... sacrifices I'm willing to make or something like that. Yeah. yeah. A true nobleman. Yeah. A, tr- <laughs> a true gentleman. Uh, but, of course, Say's like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I made this gunpla for you, and I can tell you're doing it with Yuki. So they go to school, and, like, Chena comes with them, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chena sees Yuki standing on the other side of the, uh, the table, and she starts to ask him why he left school, and Reiji and say stop her, and they're like, no, we can only understand this through battle. And the flamenco kicks in as they get on the field. I love it. Yeah. God, this battle is so amazing. It it's, uh, ass. It's in space. You can see, like, a Musai-class Zeon ship, like, busted in the background. So it's like a one-year war era, like, space fight that they're in. Um. We see, like, their, their particle cannon, which is a really fun effect. It's very, like, studio trigger the way it fires, and the beam kind of, like, whips around. Uh, yeah. But, like, the shield gets sliced in half. Yuki's, like, throwing out all the stops, just, like, busting them up left and right. And, like, they're... At one point, Reiji's like, shit, I'm sorry, it's getting broken. And is like, go kick his ass, dude. Like, don't worry about it. And we have some really cool like shots of the battle damage they're taking like uh yuki almost cuts through the body with the heat nada at one point his vulcans like shoot out each of the eyes on the build strike so the build strikes eyes are like smoking and flaming as it's like firing its vulcans back absolutely terrifying stuff from like a gundam toy commercial Mm -hmm. uh and we see raw here and we see alan here and we see ricardo fellini my favorite character too like everyone everyone who matters is here watching this fight except for mao who's presumably building like uh a sinanju for the truck who's taking it back to kansai but um they both so first in order to get out of this like deadlock they're in um reiji pops off the build booster and then yuki also apparently has the same kind of system installed on his zaku amazing because like it also pops off some kind of like weird like gun booster after it. This is this is an interesting. Uh, There's a part where he like crushes the gun and slashes the shield in half. Yeah, the the fight's so intense that like uh, Build Strike's face is melting apart. It's so cool. Oh, so yeah, it's I think it's just the amazing booster. Um, it's all of like the dark red parts of the Zaku Amazing like coming together, mm-hmm. but it almost looks like a wave rider, like the way the gun is positioned and the backpack and the legs. It's very Zeta, but they both kind of yell, "This is my gunpla!" as they they clash and it fl- fa- flashes to white. And of course, Yuki won, but it was a lot closer that time. Yeah, like the the Amazing Zaku was destroyed along with the Build Strike. It's yeah. just like, pretty much their boosters were the only thing left. Yeah, but and Alan is like he he hands Yuki a, t- a thing of tea. Hopefully that tea also doesn't have shitting disease in it. Uh, yeah. I don't think Alan's I don't think Alan's on that Mihoshi shit. But he's like, oh, no, damn, you pop star. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, damn, Yuki, you fought real good. You're definitely worthy of being third generation. Um, and Yuki's like, you know, I I may have won, but my goals lay far ahead of far beyond what this was. 
Uh, and we see Say and Reiji who are walking home, and they're they're happy. Like, they're not bummed at all. Like, Reiji's like, we got our asses handed to us, but we're going to win next time. Yeah. To say, they, they got pretty close in that fight, I felt. That's the thing. Like, Close. maybe, I don't know what Reiji's on about. Maybe, like, Yuki just completely fucked their booster way up with his booster afterwards, and we just didn't see that part. But, like, that looked like a very even fight. If you can take your opponent down with you, like, you've done a good job, I think. Um, but Say is like, no, I, I learned a lot from that fight. Um, and when they get back to Say's room, they look at the, um, the, the build strike and it's like completely fucked up. And Rady's like, you can't, uh, repair that all in time for the finals, can you? And Say is like, no, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't. But you didn't think this is my only gunpla, did you? Ah, uh-huh. ha, yeah, it's like his family owns a gunpla shop. D- damn, what a concept. And he <laughs> pops out. The Build Gundam Mark II. Oh, yeah. This, I don't give a fuck about the Build Strike anymore. This is my new love. I love the Gundam Mark II so much. It is one of, like, the sickest suits I've ever seen. And this is such a cool, like, reimagining of it. Like, how it has the AU colors. First of all, the Titans colors would have looked cooler, but whatever. Um, But it has, like, a built-in G-Defensor. Like, it's, like, underhanding both of the gun barrels. And I really like the, um, the antenna how it doesn't go off to the side like a Gundam V-Fin does. They, 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 like, they both pop up as if they're like half of a Strikes V-Fin or something. Um, this thing rules. I really, really, really like this thing. Yeah. Um, the Mark II is something I was like at, at first when I first saw it, but then like over the months, it's like, holy shit, this thing actually rules. I want to... There's a perfect rate of it, and I really want the color version of it if I can't get like the Zephyranthus. Yeah, it's like I I would if if the 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 perfect grade was it perfect grade extreme um RX78 that was really cool. If they made a perfect grade Mark II, I would be scrambling to get that as soon as I could because Mark II is just like one of the coolest Gundams ever. Yeah. Um so they reveal that and like you know, we'll certainly see it in action in the next set of episodes. Um and, and they, they make it to the crowd, and they make it to the arena, and we they, they say that their opponent is Mr. Kato, a tournament regular. We don't even see this guy, because they're just, like, getting ready to fight. Um, and the post credit scene is, like, a car going down the highway, and there are these two men talking to a mysterious white woman. Just a girl dressed all in white, white hair, white hat. She looks like she came from, like, fantasy Russia or something. Like, yeah. you know, very icy clothes. Um and, and they're talk, trying to talk to her about, like, Say and Reiji and, like, their upcoming match. And she just says, the Gundam, the white Gundam will win. Whatever that means. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, a um, callback to Lala from Mobile Suit Gundam, actually. Oh, my God, that's right! The white suit. Good old Lala. <laughs> it's too bad about everything. <laughs> um, But that, that's the episodes. Yeah. So... I reckon we got a little segment in a Beyond Toon world, perhaps. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon. Yeah. Um. It. I think you said you wanted me to find something, but I. I'm sorry to say that I could not find any va- value. I couldn't find any information on uh the voice actor playing Reiji. Do you have anything prepared? So I. I actually look it up. She hasn't been in a ton. Um. Hold on. I, I Damn it, I had this page up, and I got rid of it. Um, voiced by Sachi Kokuryu. 
for some reason, my behind the voice actors page just wouldn't show up for um, this either. But we got so here we go. All right, I got it. Sachi Kokuryu was born in July 9th in Japan, uh, specifically Saitama Prefecture, Japan, July 9th, 1984. Uh, she's been a voice actress. Uh, she's been active since 2000 as part of the Himawari Theater Group. Um, and she's been at it for a little while. So as far as anime goes, why did I close that tab? That was a tab I was reading. As far as anime goes, going back to... Um, 2004, it looks like the first thing she was credited in is Kyo Kiara Mao and Windy Tales. Um, in 20, in, sorry, 27, 2007 in D. Greyman, she was Eric. Uh, oh. In 2009, a little TV show called Yu-Gi-Oh! 5 Ds. Oh, excellent. Uh, yes. She's, she's a character called Sly. Uh-huh. Is that anything? Uh, it's not ringing anything any bells, but that might be like a sub name. So I- oh, that's true. That's true. We'll find out next year. Um, in 2011, hey, another Yu-Gi-Oh show, Yu-Gi-Oh Zexel this time. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a character called Tron. Oh, I that sounds familiar. But I'm not- I can't believe she got to play, fuck, not Jeff Bridges, Kurt Russell. Wait, uh-huh. shit, which one of them was Tron? I don't know. Who played Tron? It was I'm Jeff going, Bridges. I was I'm, right the first time. I'm going to uh, look up uh, this character that you mentioned. Uh, Sly. Yes. Okay. I yeah. I don't immediately recognize this character. I think this might be like a side character or something. He looks like a discount Chaz. Yeah. Uh, he does look like he does look like he's from an anime from like a decade or two earlier. Yeah, he, his hair is too big for him to be a late 2000s anime character. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. In 2014, Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel 2, I guess that's just the second season. Yeah, that's the second season. Second season uh, is just called Zexel 2. It's great. That, that kicks ass. I, that's so stupid. I love it. Um, uh, she voices not only Tron, but also a character called Ohi. Again, probably another side character is not that important. Um, of course, 2013 in Build Fighters, she voices Reiji. Um, let's see. In Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans in 2015, she voices Ozzy Guruman, who is one of the best characters in that show, I think. Mm-hmm. We love Ozzy. Um, in 2016, wow, wait, what the fuck? Mob Psycho 100 aired in 2016? Yeah. I thought it was so much later than that. Damn. Anyway, 2016 show of Mob Psycho 100, she voices Sho Suzuki, which is pretty fun. And also uh, Katsuki Bakugo as a child in My Hero, which is a show I care much less about than Mob Psycho. Uh-huh. As anyone should. Uh-huh. Uh, in <laughs> 2017, video, video, anime of Pocket Monster Sun and Moon, she voiced Professor Burnett, who is um, Professor Kukui's wife. Right. She had, like, the cool, like, green visor. Yeah. She's I, a fun character. I recall. Yeah. Um, in 2018, she voiced Arthur Pendragon as part of the Seven Deadly Sins. This is like one of her big roles. Uh, Netflix would love for you to care about Seven Deadly Sins. They sure Um, would. They sure (laughs) fucking would. I remember there was a time period when like, that was the only like ad for other shows I would ever see on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I don't think it went well for them. Yeah. And now they don't advertise any anime, especially JoJo's part. Especially Seven, part, part six. six, God! At they least, at least we're getting all Fridays. the episodes this year. 
It's okay. Gundam Sunrise gave us Subleta Sundays, so it's uh-huh. almost a fair trade off. Yeah. Um, those are all of her major anime roles. Um, looks like she's Kaim in Grand Blue Fantasy. She voices this Tron character in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel game. Um, she was in some drama CDs, and she starred in an episode of Ultraman Nexus and Ultra Seven X. Um, so yeah, she's 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 done a good amount of stuff over the years. Thank you, Sachi Kokuryu. Thank you, Reiji. You strange alien child. And that will, I reckon, take us to plugs. Where can we find all of us on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Bigger Challenge. You can visit my uh, my uh, card, uh, biggerchallenge.card.co to see a list of the podcasts I'm on, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast I'm on with Max. Uh, we are making our way through Season 4 of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, the undubbed story. Uh, uh, lately, it's been a sort of series of uh, episodes where uh, all the side characters get their like plots resolved. Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle. It's a Sonic podcast. Uh, we, uh, we did record a Halloween special where I read uh, a story that Slow Beef once talked about called Good night, sweet princess. And then we found two other Sonic creepypastas on this on the website that we found that uh, that are very much written by ten year olds and very enjoyable. Uh, yes. You can listen <laughs> to you can listen to video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend uh, Maxi. Uh, we recorded last night an episode on uh, mu. Uh, on Pokemon, the first movie, aka Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, uh, next month we're gonna be talking about the Professor Layton animated film, uh, Pro- Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. Uh, her name is Taylor Swift. <laughs> sure. Uh, we, we, we solved the case. She's the Eternal Diva. All right. Uh, that's, that's it for active podcasts. Uh, but I guess since it's October, I'll mention. My finished podcast, Chill Bleed, about Ill Bleed. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it for me. Cool. Yuria? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at YourGalYuria. Uh, Six Feet Under has officially finished recording Yay! Mouse Guard. We Hooray! finally got the epilogue done. I'm actually surprised at how well I was able to record today, because last night was nearly a three-hour recording again. Uh, Damn. Uh, I'm not a, like... I think after trimming it might it should be less than like five hours total, but that's still a very long. That's still a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's content. I I'm not sure if we're actually finished with Six Feet Under yet, because there was like possibility of interstitial or vampire Masquerade was brought up. Oh, those, inter- those are both very fun games. I, I might have to encourage that. I love me an interstitial game. Uh, yeah, I, whenever whenever you hear an interstitial, I mean, hell, in what the third season, I think it was Riley who played Shar Aznable from our very own Gundam franchise. Mm-hmm. It's a good ass game. I actually ran interstitial for a campaign, and that was pretty fun. So yeah, nice. If people want to do that, we might actually do it. So hell yeah. Um. Uh, and I'm Max. You can go to Twitter at MaxiBajillion to follow me. As Dan mentioned, I'm part of Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Tune in 2023 for the year of 5Ds. Uh, you can go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter to listen to Slappers Only, a video game showdown 
video game music showdown podcast I do that we record um, rarely because we're busy, but it'll happen. And you can go to Twitter at Nevermind, I'm sorry, at NVM the Trollocs. So listen, Nevermind the Trollocs, a Wheel of Time podcast. Um, next year, I think we'll be doing more of that. There's a car alarm going off. Awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you to noisepace.xyz for hosting this podcast and many more. You can go to Twitter at wowcoolpodcast to find us. Discord links are in the episode descriptions and Twitter header. Um, is it my turn for Robot of the Week? Yeah. I get confused because I'm running two different shows. I believe. I believe so because yeah, you Dan both did it is, last week because I forgot yeah, the first. Yeah, I did the Ian for sure. Yeah. So my robot of the week, I am going to. You know what? I just started playing a new file of Elden Ring because there's something deeply wrong with me, and I mean, I want to go for a different kind of build. I want to do quality build instead of like int magic. So I just want to like get a cool sword and swing it in a really cool way. Um, but I'm gonna pick a robot from Elden Ring, which is called the Abductor Virgin, which is an Iron Maiden. Um, I am copying an image of this and pasting it in the Gundam Heaven chat so y'all can see this if you're not aware. Um, but they're these nasty Iron Maiden creatures that have like huge scythes on chains oh for arms. They, they, they roll at you and swing around. They're a robot because they're powered by snakes. Great. They are just chock full of snakes that are moving the limbs and opening the body and like grabbing the player and shoving them inside. Which is, you know, the idea of a snake-powered mechanism, that's pretty cool to me. Uh-huh. Incredible. <laughs> they're also terrible to fight. I hate these things. They're very annoying. Ugh. God, I need to finish Elden Ring. It's a, it's, it's a, it took me 130 hours to do everything in that. Yeah, that's not the right I feel. Yeah. I think I'm like 50 hours in, but... Uh. <laughs> barely, barely over a third of the way through. I gotta get through the tutorial at least before I pass judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that will do it for us on this podcast today. So, in conclusion, what have we learned today? Uh, buy our toys. Wow, cool robot. I don't know why I said it like it was a question. <laughs> buy our toys? 